You're listening to Advancing Our Church. Welcome to Advancing Our Church, a Changing Our World podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. And I'm your host, Jim Friend. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for downloading our podcast today. We have a terrific show for you today on the topic of Catholic Schools Week. Now, since 1974, National Catholic Schools Week has been an annual celebration of Catholic education in the United States. It starts the last Sunday of January and runs all week, which this year is January 26th to February the 1st. Now, the theme for National Catholic Schools Week this year is Catholic Schools Learn, Serve, Lead, and Succeed. And today I'm replaying a panel discussion that took place last week during our webinar on Catholic Schools Week. I assembled two great panelists, first Mr. Nick Regina, who is the president of Melbourne Central Catholic, and Jennifer Trefellner, who is the director of communications and social media strategy in the Diocese of Palm Beach. I'm sure you'll agree with me that these two bring a tremendous amount of experience to this conversation. It was actually a lot of fun. And uh, so without further ado, here is Leveraging Catholic Schools Week. I have uh, brought together uh, a very compelling panel of very experienced experts here. I'd like to start off uh, by introducing them and then just asking them to take a moment just to introduce themselves and to uh, tell a bit about their experience. Why don't we start with uh, Jennifer Trefellner. Jennifer, welcome to the uh, to the webinar today. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. Um, yes, I am the Director of Communications, Marketing, and Social Media for the Diocese of Palm Beach. I've been with our diocese for 16 years and in this role for a year and a half, and it is my pleasure to help orchestrate um, the communications that disseminate out of our office um, and help to coordinate the communications out of the diocese, as well as the marketing efforts and the social media um, active in uh, helping NCEA at their convention in any way I can um, through the MARCOM committee. And uh, happy to be here today. Thanks, Jen. And Nick Regina. Nick and I uh, have worked together before in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Nick, uh, great to be with you again. Uh, welcome welcome to the webinar, and thanks for being with us today. You're welcome, Jim, and, and thank you. Uh, I'm Nick Regina. I'm the, uh, currently the president of Melbourne Central Catholic High School in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, prior to coming down here to Florida in July, I spent five years in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia as one of the deputy secretaries of education where I uh, oversaw enrollment and marketing for the, uh, the high schools and the elementary schools. Uh, prior to Philadelphia, I spent six years in the Diocese of Camden as their director for schools, did a little bit of consulting work in development and enrollment for Catholic schools. And uh, prior to that, 23 years in a private Catholic high school in South Jersey, where my last 11 years, I was the advancement director. So happy to be here with you. And uh, by the way, like Jennifer, I also do some uh, work for the marketing committee at NCEA. Well, thank you, Nick. And thank you both for being here. I think it's going to be a great, uh, great discussion today. So let's just talk about today's agenda real quick so that uh, we can let everybody who's listening know uh, how, we'll, how we're going to conduct this. I'm just going to take a minute and talk real quick about uh, changing our world and our work in Catholic education uh, very quickly. And then we'll move uh, quickly over to our panel discussion uh, where we'll uh, be posing some different questions for our panelists and uh, we'll have some roundtable discussion around those. Now, during that time, uh, you are all, all those who are listening, welcome. You'll notice uh, to, to join us in the conversation by typing 
typing in your questions, and uh, we would love to uh, we'd love to hear from you, hear from your experiences, and uh, and answer any questions that you have. If you want us to go a little deeper on a particular topic, please uh, please pose a question because I think that's what makes these kinds of conversations even more interesting and beneficial for everyone. And then uh, we'll wrap up with any Q and A from anyone uh, any any of the folks who are listening uh, at the end of our uh, end of our uh, webinar. Okay, um, so changing our world uh, again. Uh, our our webinar today is hosted by Changing Our World. We are a philanthropic uh, fundraising uh, public relations firm. We've been uh, we're based in New York, but we have offices around the country and actually around the world. We've uh, very deeply committed to the Catholic education space. We've uh, we were founded uh, 20 years ago by our founder Mike Hoffman. Uh, we are led by Brian Crimmins, who is our CEO, uh, and uh, Gavin Mooney, who is our uh, president for client services. Many of you know Brian and Gavin uh, from your work uh, in, in fundraising and in education. Uh, we, uh, we work with foundations. We work with Catholic schools. We work with uh, Catholic parishes. And about 70, 75% of our, of our business is in the Catholic space. And so uh, as a firm, we're very committed to uh, the work of Catholic education and uh, to the work of the church. Moving on to the next slide is just a representative uh, list of some of our clients that you've seen, uh, many of them kind of featuring our work in Catholic education, uh, working not only at the school level, but certainly at the diocesan level around the country and with several different Catholic education foundations uh, that you can see uh, they're represented on that list, um, not only in philanthropy, but also in uh, the space of communications, not just through Changing Our World, but through our partner agency, The 100. So moving next, uh, you'll see just a slide real quick here. Uh, several years ago, uh, and this was far long before I joined the firm, I became aware of the CAP program, the Catholic Alumni Partnership Program, which partnered with uh, several uh, schools in the Archdiocese of New York, but has then recently, not recently, but spread out around the country. Uh, what we've done with that program uh, is quite phenomenal. We've uh, It was hosted originally by Regis Philbin. Many of you may recall seeing Regis, who was a, a former Catholic school grad, talking about how sad it was that his elementary school had closed. Uh, that you know celebrity spark, along with other several business folks around the country, uh, sparked uh, over $12 million that has been raised to date, uh, which is uh, tremendous for Catholic elementary schools. Uh, a lot of, of gifts. We've done wealth screening. Uh, we have done engagement uh, programs. We've done. We've gotten schools up and running with their annual fund and begun alumni programs that didn't exist before and, and formed a board of directors. And so it was really a way to kind of start heralding the spark of um, beginning a, a reformation and a revitalization of Catholic schools a lot in, in, the, uh, in the Northeast area. So uh, that program still exists, and we still work with several schools on it. And if there are elementary schools that are looking to uh, to dig into their database and find some of their lost donors or wealth screenings, we certainly have you know those services available still through the CAP program today. And then, of course, uh, just a little shout out to our uh, our podcast. I host a weekly podcast called Advancing Our Church. Uh, we, we kicked it off back in June and published over 30 episodes to date, many of them on the topic of Catholic education. So if you'd like to visit our website at advancingourchurch.com and just click on Catholic education, you can scroll down and see some of the schools and foundations and leaders in Catholic education, including Jennifer Trefelner, who's with us today. Uh, we had a great conversation with Jen back in uh, August about Catholic school 
global marketing and data-driven enrollment management strategies. And so I would encourage you to subscribe. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, or however you do, Spotify, however you download your favorite podcast. Uh, that is a free service, and uh, you'll see a lot of great uh, leaders uh, featured there. So uh, now that we've uh, offered that little introduction, I'd like to go ahead and turn back to our panelists now. Um, we're going to start with the topic of communications. And, uh, you know, we all know that uh, creating a strong communications plan is essential, maybe even the certainly the first ingredient before looking for students, before uh, looking for donors. But uh, let me just throw it out to Jen and Nick. What are the benefits of a strong communications plan? And uh, for those who are listening, what do you see as some of the most important ingredients of that plan? I can, I can take it to start there. One of the biggest benefits of a, a plan in place is clear and consistent messaging for our schools. What, what is the message that we are trying to give to those folks, potential customers who are out there? What is the value add? And, and a solid communications plan uh, gives us a sense of consistency in what our messaging is. You know, what's our communications calendar? A plan should include that. Um, what are the different strategies we're going to use to communicate? Are we going to use, uh, not are we, how will we use our website? How will we use social media? Uh, how will we use other areas to communicate the message? How will the plan should also kind of tell us how we're going to measure effectiveness. It defines who at the school does what and when. Uh, so basically it provides the framework, it provides the roadmap for how we're going to carry our message forward. And I know, Nick, that uh, in the past we've had lots of different samples that are available, and I'm sure that if, if anyone is, who's listening would like kind of a sample communications plan, we could certainly provide that to you. But you know, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. A 12-month calendar, um, you know, marketing is certainly around frequency, and so understanding the different audiences is, is, so, is so essential. Great points. So our next question, tell us a little bit about some of the generational trends that can impact a communications plan. Who would like to take that one? Sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and take that one, Jim. Um, you know, this is a great question, and I think when you're designing your communications plan, you want to modify the language and that specific communication platform that you're going to use to best serve the demographic that you're trying to reach. Um, my recommendation would be think about, you know, what exactly your end goal is, and then back into the equation, what generation you're going to reach and how they're using um, different platforms. For example, to reach parents of middle school or high school students um, who may be in Generation X, which are those born between 65 and 80, research is showing us uh, that to reach this group, they're talking on Facebook and you want to use a lot of data points. So, uh, you know, Gen Xers tend to be skeptical and they want tangible results. And all these are kind of generalizations, but based on research um, so that people are understanding exactly, you know, what communication platform is best for them. Um, you know, when we look at boomers, for example, those that are born from um, 1946 to 64, those may be identified, for example, as donors or alumni of your school, grandparents. And, you know, research is showing that they like emails. They're also on Facebook. However, they're less influenced by peer pressure, and they have a bigger picture perspective. So if you're looking at social media ambassadors, that may not have as much weight on the boomers. Um, you know, one generation, interesting generation, millennials, so those that are 22 to 38 years old approximately, they embrace the work smarter, not harder concept. 
um, very uh, savvy, and also multitaskers. So knowing that information, you want to market to this group through, you know, eye-catching um, Instagram stories or Instagram posts. Um, you want to be direct with your marketing information because you know that they're multitasking most likely when they're reading your content. Um, when we start talking about Generation Z, those born from 1997 on, you know that almost all of them have a smartphone. I think the latest stat was, you know, 97% um, are using smartphones and their average daily use is three and a half hours. Um, so they typically, you know, are on that phone. They have a strong sense of social cause. Um, they're very driven by by doing the right thing and embracing multiculturalism as well. So for that generation, using a digital video platform would be great. Having a school-branded Snapchat filter if you're trying to reach that younger generation. Um, so basically knowing what trends are imperative to address that different stakeholder group and creating programs and plans uh, to reach each one of those different audiences. Terrific. And, and Jen, you know, would you recommend that uh, as, uh, you know, if, if a school principal was putting together a marketing committee, it might even be good to have some representation from some of these different uh, constituencies, right? Absolutely. Um, when I worked at a high school here on the Treasure Coast Joint Girl High School, I, I worked there for 16 years as the director of institutional advancement. And one of the things that we implemented was a student, um, we call them a social media ambassador group. And we had a separate parent one. And those are two different generations that we're talking to. And they each sure. had different ways of wanting to be communicated to. So absolutely, adding someone from each generation, you know, onto a planning committee, I think, is a, a great idea. Wonderful. Well, good. Next question. What are some of the factors that administrators should keep in mind when marketing their school? And so, in other words, what are the reasons that parents choose a Catholic education, do you both think, in, uh, in 2020? It's interesting. There's a lot of debate and discussion around that, but what what are some of your thoughts? Those are two big questions, Jim. Perhaps uh, you know I'll start with the latter first. You know the reasons parents choose a Catholic education, and they are varied. Uh, but I think at the heart of choosing a Catholic education is the quality of the program. Uh, it's the way our customer is changing. You know, Jen mentioned uh, millennial. Uh, she mentioned Gen Xers. Uh, Gen Xers is being skeptical, tangible. Uh, millennials uh, marketing you know, to the group tech savvy, results oriented. So we have to kind of keep that in mind that what our program is is going to be the main driver to this customer that, uh, that we're beginning to uh, experience, cultivate, and the customer who is coming. Now that doesn't mean that Catholic identity is an important part of what we do. Of course it is, that safety is an important part of what we do. Um, but at the heart of it, it's the quality of the program and how investing in an education at one of our Catholic schools is going to benefit the, the child in the family. Jen, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I, I would definitely agree. I, I think, you know, value-added programs as well now, you know, looking at leadership opportunities um, for students, I think is a, another reason that people are choosing Catholic education now. Um, safety, security, and discipline, especially this day and age. Um, and, you know, the, definitely the quality of, of the academics, um, you know, as well as, you know, offering a wide variety of extracurricular programs, too. 
I think one of the challenges we have sometimes because as Catholics, maybe we're humble uh, and we're not used to bragging, but we have so many great stories to tell about the success of our of our Catholic school students, right? And so uh, we need to be gathering those stories and, and touting our statistics. How many of our kids, you know, what are our kids doing once they go beyond either elementary or high school? You know, what colleges do they go to? Uh, what are some of the graduation rates uh, could be really helpful? Yeah, you know, when you talk about, you know, factors that we should be considering, as we think about marketing in our schools, it, it is very much about outcomes and the great outcomes that come from kids attending, you know, Catholic schools. Um, you know, that's at the heart of things. When, when you know, we talk about driving education decisions, uh, never minimizing Catholic identity, but I'm going to really kind of overgeneralize here. Um, you know, we have a picture on the website. Uh, how, do, how do we get Catholic identity and program quality in, in that same picture? It's you know, the kids around a microscope doing a science experiment with the crucifix on the wall in the background. There are ways of, uh, of kind of sending uh, the, you know, different messages in one image, for example. Uh, but, you know, those factors, other things that, you know, keeping in mind as we, we think about marketing schools, what we put first, what we message, uh, what is our budget for marketing? We, we all should have a little bit of uh, dollars to market the message of the school, to market our mission. But not forgetting that, that within those marketing strategies, we should, with this customer that's with us now in particular, word of mouth is very powerful. So how, how do we in, engage word of mouth marketing strategies in what we do? How do we make sure the marketing messages that we have always include some sort of call to action? Uh, we want them to take a tour. We want them to shadow. We want them to come to open house. So calls to action should be part of what we should be keeping in mind when we think about marketing at the school. Uh, maybe this is overly simplistic, but we can be whiz-bang marketers, but in a very real way, who's answering the email or who's answering the phone at the school? What's that first line of interaction that a prospective parent has with us? So important. So we have to think about that, you know, uh, as, we, as we think about marketing understanding that in a lot of cases we don't have robust marketing budgets uh, and also as administrators we should be thinking about how we engage volunteers in helping us you know jen uh, you, you mentioned social media ambassadors and parent ambassadors so critical in our world you know given that often we don't have a lot of resources nick i just want to pick up on one thing you just said um you know who picks up the phone just so critical you know how hard is it for them to reach a person? Do they have to listen to eight or ten different menu items before they're able to push a button and and just get uh, gets the help that they need? Um, one diocese I worked in, we did a customer service day for all uh, front desk administrative assistants, anybody actually who picked up the phone, and and the teachers too to understand the importance of uh, not just uh, marketing, getting a new kid in, but how do we retain students oftentimes has to do with uh, how responsive our teachers are to inquiries from parents or emails. How, how often do they check their email? How quickly are we getting back to our parents? That customer service experience is just so uh, paramount, I think, not only to getting new kids in the seat, but also retaining them once we have them. Uh, a mindset shift in some ways that we are in a customer service business. And we, also, we always should be thinking about that and that you know, customer service being part of how we think of marketing and messaging, what goes on at the school. Absolutely. Good. Well, uh, let's transition over to Catholic Schools Week. Um, how do you both see Catholic Schools Week uh, and how it fits in with the larger marketing plan of your school? 
would like to go next? Sure. I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, you know, Catholic Schools Week um, is a great opportunity to, to market our schools. And, you know, I think we've discussed this, but effective marketing is essential for school success in today's competitive education environment. So there's more schools now for families to choose from. Um, they're shopping more. Um, so I think having the opportunities like Catholic Schools Week um, to highlight what you're doing is a wonderful opportunity to explore. Um, and a school success is dependent on year-round marketing programs. Um, but celebrating Catholic Schools Week definitely allows you to examine some of those. And the National Catholic Education Association has a myriad of resources available um, that you can use through their different handbooks. But really, it concentrates on efforts to retain current students, attract and welcome new students, plus encourage a sense of pride among staff and also attract the very best educators. So as, you know, we're examining the marketing messages during this specific week and leading into it, really looking at how you're fostering community support to help drive fundraising efforts um, and ensuring that your school is going to fulfill its mission by providing faith-filled and academically excellent education. Um, you know, the, the plans that are in place for Catholic Schools Week really should help you to communicate your strengths, drive enrollment, and do just that of proclaiming the good news of, of Catholic education. So um, really some wonderful opportunities um, to market your school during this week and fitting it into that bigger year-round marketing plan. All great points, Jen. You know, one, one of the common uh, misconceptions that I've seen uh, sometimes in work with schools is that, uh, you know, when when does the enrollment effort begin? You know, and some some schools wait until Catholic Schools Week uh, and others begin the first day of school. <laughs> they know that uh, we need to be marketing and uh, recruiting and doing open houses and really beginning that process much earlier in the year. Um, but Catholic Schools Week certainly has that has that opportunity to celebrate and to, to culminate, I think, uh, for each parish and every high school and, and elementary school and middle school uh, in that way. So great points. If I could, Jim, one of the things Jennifer said that, uh, you know, Catholic Schools Week is, is a great time for us in Catholic schools, but it's it also has to be really looked at as part of a larger marketing plan. Uh, and us getting to the point with what you just said, too, also, which is this is a year-round effort. This is not something... You know, uh, recruiting for the next year doesn't begin with Catholic Schools Week. It really begins. It's it's every day uh, when when we're when we're running our schools. It's understanding. That I don't know if our who our participants are, what you know geographically they are, but oftentimes waiting to do your open house if you're in the Northeast or the Midwest uh, during Catholic Schools Week is kind of the worst time to do an open house for prospective families because we could have a bunch of snow on the ground. It could have snowed a week ago and gotten dirty. Our schools don't look great in the winter in the Northeast or the Midwest all the time. So, you know, understanding uh, that it's a year-round effort. And also, I think with Catholic Schools, we don't missing the opportunity to preach to our current customers, remind them that they made a good choice investing in education at the school. So uh, reminding them of the outcomes that, that are going on. You know, what, where the, if you're in elementary school, where the kids are going on to high school, what kind of scholarship dollars they receive. You know, connecting, if you're in elementary school, with the local high schools that you send kids to and find out where your graduates have gotten accepted to college. Beginning to really 
um, you know, toot your horn about the good work that's being done. And Catholic Schools Week gives us a good opportunity for that. Great points. I know that we want to talk a little bit about um, NCEA. And NCEA, is, as we all know, offers a number of different resources on their website. Uh, does anybody want to talk comments a little bit on what resources are available through NCEA to promote Catholic Schools Week? Sure. Um I believe this is the 46th year that National Catholic Schools Week um, will have this annual celebration. And you're right, it is traditionally held the last week in January. So this year, that's going to be January 26th to February 1. Um, and to speak to Nick's point, absolutely, you know, with the open houses in, you know, the Northeast, um, I think one of the answers to that was the development of and a second week um, to celebrate schools, and that has uh, really just come about, you know, recently in the past um, two years, and that's called Discover Catholic Schools Week. So that week um, was held this past year, November 17th to 23rd, and really designed to help schools connect with prospective families, donors, educators, etc., um, but you can find a downloadable marketing toolkit on NCEA's website. Um, you know, I know that we've used those in the past at a diocesan level, also at the office Catholic schools level and a school level where there's 36 pages of downloadable planning um, guides plus customizable material. So there's actually letters and forms and templates that you can download and then import your school's um, branding and logo right onto. So I would encourage you to take a look at that, um, you know, for Catholic Schools Week and, and Discover Catholic Schools Week. Uh, and this year, the hashtag that's going to be used is hashtag um, CSW20 for Catholic Schools Week and then um, 2020. So hashtag CSW20. And I think that's going to be a great way to network with other people on social media as well. Wonderful. So what are some of the larger ways that you've seen Catholic schools promote themselves during Catholic Schools Week? Can anybody give any examples? I'll jump in here, Jim. You know, I, one of the things that uh, that I've seen you know, from my experience in, in Camden and, and Philadelphia in particular is, is schools being very interactive with the parishes. Um, and, and not just the host parish, but perhaps local parishes that don't have a school that do send kids. Uh, it could be as simple as getting information into parish bulletins uh, to folks from the school actually having some uh, speaking about their experience at the school during masses, either, you know, at the beginning of Catholic Schools Week or the end of Catholic Schools Week. You know, a very effective strategy, um, especially if, if it's uh, it's a, a host parish, you know, the parish has the school, is having... Um, well, an eighth grader, seventh grader, uh, if it's a high school, you know, ninth, tenth grader, uh, get up at each mass and thank all the parishioners for the, the money that they put in the collection basket because they know part of that is helping the parish support the school. Um, good way to connect school and parish. You see that during Catholic Schools Week. Certainly beginning to see a lot more of uh, social media to promote Catholic Schools Week, uh, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Uh, to a smaller degree, Snapchat uh, and Twitter, but using social channels to promote the different activities that happen at the school at Catholic Schools Week, to promote invitation uh, to come and visit the school during Catholic Schools Week are a couple things that uh, that I've seen. 
How about, is there a guide for parishes to participate in Catholic Schools Week or suggestions that you have to include parishes? Um, There actually is, Jim. There is actually a liturgy and prayer guide that is in that marketing handbook that you can find online um, if you're an NCA member. And it does include things like personalized prayers for each day. Um, It kind of elaborates on the specific day of celebration during Catholic Schools Week, which is that Sunday. Um, The theme is Celebrate Your Parish. And it lists different ideas that you can use to acknowledge the day. Um, you know, Nick mentioned a few as far as, you know, um, parish bulletin inserts in collaboration with your parishes. Um, but also one of the things that you may want to do would be invite different local pastors to the school during the week that maybe, um, you know, our regional pastors, they could come and visit the school, uh, hosting different prayer services, you know, devoting a special mass to Catholic education, having the bishop come things of that nature, but I definitely would recommend that liturgy and prayer guide because it it really provides wonderful examples of, of how you can make the most of that day. And, and you know, um, I think one of the misnomers is that you need a big budget, right, to make a big impact in, through marketing, but, um, you know, maybe one of you can talk a little bit about how a school with a very small budget could make a big impact in marketing their school during Catholic Schools Week. I think sometimes folks get intimidated, they think, I don't have a big budget, my resources are limited, you know, that's kind of the mantra for Catholic schools, and we all know that that's true. But any thoughts on, uh, on how to, you know, stretch those dollars and make a bigger impact during Catholic Schools Week? You know, Jim, I think part of that might go back to one of the things we talked about earlier, and that's engaging volunteers uh, and the very import of word of mouth. So engaging our parents uh, as ambassadors, creating what Jen talked about, social media ambassadors. Uh, Very little money involved with getting volunteer help to uh, present the message. Now, the key here, too, is we also want to give our ambassadors messages to promote. So remember that we do have a little bit of uh, skin in that game because we, you know, we want them uh, espousing what's going on at the school, the positive that's going on at the school. Limited budgets, social media, uh, you know, Facebook advertising, uh, Google becomes a fairly reasonable if you have a small budget. Uh, you can really target an audience that you want to get to. Jen, you could probably speak certainly more about that. Uh, engaging our staff, you know, the role of the staff in enrollment. Sometimes we, we overlook the fact that our teachers are a key part of marketing our school. Um, are they advocates for us? Great do point. We stress, do we work with them to remind them about how important they are and that they can carry the message out there, you know, for us too? So just some thoughts there, Jen. I don't know if you want to jump in on that one. Sure, absolutely. Um one of the things that our team has the pleasure of doing is kind of orchestrating um, the placement of ads on Instagram and Facebook for our Office of Catholic Schools here in the Diocese of Palm Beach. And I love to see the virality of the placement of these ads that we're able to pinpoint um, specific people that we want to reach. And you can vary that audience. But by, you know, going ahead a budget, you know, $100 a month even for, um, some social media ads, I think, you know, is definitely, um, you're going to have a great reach with that in educating your stakeholders that, you know, you're going to be active on social media and for including them in the conversation, um, utilizing best practices when it comes to, um, that two-way engagement, 
on social media, I, I definitely think with a small budget, you can make a big impact. Great point. You know, Nick, earlier you mentioned parents I, and, and their role in marketing the school. Um, how, can, how can administrators get teachers and parents ready you know, for their role? Because clearly this is not something that they think about every day like, like we all do. Um, but how do, we, how do we get them ready to be those ambassadors for our school? You know, I think part of that, Jim, starts with us identifying some of those, those parents who are already advocates and engaging them to be kind of uh, the leader of the parent ambassador program. And then when we have the, the occasion to meet with a parent, a back to school night at the beginning of the year, that we get our parent ambassadors to pitch the message of the importance of um, their help in a marketing effort for the school. Uh, for us as schools, it, it's constantly putting the results of the education of their kids. What's going on? And if we're in a high school, you know, how are, what, what's the college acceptance looking like for the class of 20, where are we now? Class of 2020. Uh, what did it look like for the class of 2019? Uh, our kids are engaged in, in all kinds of uh, testing. So do we have any at the high school level merit scholars? At the elementary level, if we're using uh, the Iowa tests or the Terranovas, you know, um, reporting back when they're done to families that what percent of our kids scored above the national average speaks a good story. So the more we provide good stories to our families, the more those good stories will filter their way out to the car line and they'll filter their way out to the soccer field and they'll filter their way out to the, the grocery store. Uh, same way with our teachers. Are we reminding our teachers about the results of the education at the school? Do our teachers know uh, what college acceptance is? Do our teachers know how many kids at the high school level were national merit scholars? Do our teachers know that, you know, five of our seven grades at elementary school tested above the national norm? How much information are we providing that teachers and parents can then take out and socialize? Those are great points, you know, Nick. And, um, you know, as you're talking and talking about how administrators can get their schools ready, um, both of you have worked at the diocesan level or currently, Jen, work at the diocesan level. And Jen, you mentioned one example earlier, but, um, you know, one question uh, that I wanted to throw out to you, and this is just a little bit off uh, the path here, but um, how, what we, and we have actually, just so you know, we have a couple of dioceses who have uh, tuned in today to listen to our, to our webinar. What, what do you see as the role of a diocese in Catholic Schools Week? How can we as a diocesan entity uh, support what's happening in our local schools? How, you know, uh, when you talked about um, telling great stories, you know, uh, we, we have to find those great stories as, as administrators, right, in our schools. But, you know, working at the diocesan level to find those great stories and then, you know, kind of shouting those from the rooftop and, you know, making sure that everybody knows, you know, what a great program, what great programs we have uh, in our diocese, but any thoughts? You know, what what would what do you see as the diocesan role in in marketing? I I think in two different levels. So one as a diocese, and the second as you know the office of Catholic schools with the diocese. You know, there's a lot of opportunities to promote and and support the schools. Um, for example, you know, having masses um, at the school and having um, bishop attend those masses and allowing that to be live streamed or promoted on social media and including some of those tangible nuggets that talk about the successes of those schools, putting together an infographic 
that lists the different schools in the diocese and what some of those larger accomplishments are. You know, I think that's that's very important. Um, you know, being able to serve as a resource with how schools can promote um, Catholic Schools Week and that year-round marketing. Um, for example, uh, you know, I emailed our schools um, with the information about um, Catholic School Choice Week and about Catholic Schools Week and, you know, say this is where you can go to find those materials, helping them, advocating for them. And then what our schools do is they email our um, assistant superintendent and superintendent with what they are planning to do for Catholic Schools Week. And then we're able to write articles about that so we can promote that in our local paper, get media coverage. Um, we're, we're also doing this year for the first time a diocesan-wide volunteer day, um, which is going to be really nice. It's going to occur before Catholic Schools Week, but an opportunity for all of the faculty and staff at our schools to come together. Um, they're doing a food packing event, um, but really kind of being strategic about promoting those schools, getting ads and bulletins, um, and providing those resources for the schools plus the parishes on promoting Catholic education as a whole. So uh, there are a lot of opportunities for that, and plus an awareness that comes from Catholic Schools Week and then hopefully into this year-round marketing campaign that the diocese can help with. And the only thing I could add to what Jennifer said, which is great stuff, is I think part of our role from the, the diocese slash office of Catholic schools is to be present. And so uh, as, as an office, for example, during Catholic Schools Week, we always endeavored each day to be at, at one of our schools, just to be present at an activity going on at the school. I think it speaks volumes to the schools. It gives confidence that the, 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 at the center, we support what you do. Parents see people from the diocese. I think that's, that's a very positive thing. Uh, also, um, yeah, our job, I think, from a, a, a diocesan schools office level is to be supportive and to be a resource uh, and, and to be uh, a sounding board. Terrific. Agree with everything you guys have, have said. You know, one thing that we did, uh, that I did when I worked at the diocesan level, we also came up with kind of, we, there was the Catholic schools theme, but we also came up with some kind of agreed upon strategies that we were going to try to weave into some of our individual strategies. For example, you know, we had billboards around our diocese um, that talked about the graduate graduation rates, and those billboards were kind of coordinated. Now, that's not necessarily a Catholic Schools Week activity, but, um, you know, a lot of the marketing that they did at the ground level, at the par at the school level, uh, we tried to mirror that from the diocesan level so that they complemented each other. And, and so that those, uh, so the language that we were using, whether you're looking at school A or school B, was consistent. I know you did a lot of that in um, the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, Nick, when we worked together. Um, that branding, I think, is so important from uh, from the diocesan perspective, but a coordinated approach is so critical. It sends a good message to the customer. Absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit again about the, some of the specifics of Catholic Schools Week. Is there a structure to the week that you would suggest for schools or dioceses to follow for Catholic Schools Week? Anybody want to take that one? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. There is. Um, makes it a little easy um, when you're mapping out your plan. Um, consistently, NCA has suggested making the Sunday, the start of Catholic Schools Week, a day to celebrate celebrate the parishes. And we spoke a little bit about that. 
Um, Monday would be community or, you know, a day of service. Tuesday would be talking about students, promoting the students. Um, and that also lends itself to the day of giving, um, which we can circle back to later. Um, Wednesday talking about at a national level, Catholic Schools Week. And there's some downloadable snaps with what they're called. They're JPEG or PDF graphics. You can download off the website, and it speaks to the savings uh, to the nation and some national statistics. And concentrating on those on Wednesday will kind of help uh, make sure that is recognized. On Thursday, talking about vocations, um, you can work with your Office of Vocations on that for some collaboration. And Friday, celebrating faculty, staff, and volunteers if you're going to have a luncheon or a banquet just to recognize them. And Saturday being a family day where you may want to have um, an open house, you could have a picnic, um, something just to celebrate those. And, you know, uh, another resource that I find helpful is to actually create a Catholic Schools Week planning committee where you're going to have someone that's going to be point on that, um, a committee chairperson, and then you could have subcommittees, for example, for each one of those days since those have themes. Um, and then cultivate liaisons for different stakeholder groups so you make sure you're not missing anyone. And then designate roles so that you have someone that's there to be a photographer, um, to post on social media, uh, to make sure that you're recording the content, you know, that is discussed, et cetera. So it is nice to have that framework and that structure as you're planning for Catholic Schools Week and you're not missing, you know, any specific stakeholder group. Great. Thanks, Jen. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about digital marketing and social media. Have uh, either of you seen some good digital marketing strategies around Catholic Schools Week? Yeah, I think the most effective ones that, that I've seen, Jim, are, are those of one of the things we talked about earlier again, that uh, call to action. Uh, whether it's a Facebook event for uh, what's going on, uh, you know, um, Tuesday at school with students. Um, the call to action um, just is, is at the heart, I think, of the marketing that we need to do. It's all well and good to say, you know, we're a great school, but it's, it's better to say we're a great school. Come and see us at student day on Tuesday. And so the, the effective, the most effective strategies I've seen, digital strategies are those kinds of strategies that have a call to action in them. Uh, that, you know, you take the, a simple Facebook post and boost it, which doesn't cost a lot of money. And we've seen schools have increased attendance at events because they've done that. And then they've gotten their social media ambassadors to put it on their pages. And then so that boosts the, the, the scope of things. Just a couple thoughts there. No, great thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, either Nick or Jen, about more traditional approaches, you know, uh, like bulletin inserts, purchasing ads, radio, TV, that kind of thing? I definitely think the bulletin inserts is a great idea. We work closely with our parishes and teaching best practices and communication strategies. I think this is a, a wonderful opportunity to use that um, to get that into the bulletin. And a lot of parishes now, too, you know, they also have, you know, PowerPoint projectors where they're running announcements before uh, mass where you can, you know, put it, uh, information in there. You know, one of our local papers, um, you know, does a section on Catholic Schools Week, and we're able to tout some of the accomplishments there. Um, you know, and absolutely, if budget allows um, for TV or radio ads, then, you know, that's great. We had um, two schools work together this past year um, to do a billboard um, on the side of the road. 
as a way to, you know, increase, um, you know, information about, you know, spread the word about who they are and where they're located. So there's, there's always great marketing options out there and different strategies. I think it depends on, um, you know, your team. Do you have the time to do it and also your budget? Uh, if you have the budget, moving in uh, ways like radio or TV, definitely something to consider. But also keep in mind that you can't just run, you know, two ads on television the week before. It's got to be, there's got to be a, a, a significant number of ads on both TV and radio for it to have impact. So as long as the budget's there, good to go. Yeah, frequency is key with those kinds of things. Absolutely. You know, I've seen um, Discover Catholic Schools Week. How is that different from Catholic Schools Week? Sure. You know, as I, I mentioned kind of earlier, alluded to it, so Discover Catholic Schools Week um, is newer. And, you know, this year was held in November. And, you know, I think the opportunity that that um, we have here is that there's two different weeks where you can really start talking about your Catholic schools. You can choose to participate in one or both. And depending on where you are geographically, you know, as, as you mentioned, having an open house, um, the last week of January may not be ideal. So November could be a good time. I like this concept because I think the weeks build upon themselves. So you're starting to lay the groundwork in November um, by Discover Catholic Schools Week. And you could modify that to be designed more to help schools connect with prospective families and donors and educators. Um, so, you know, it's earlier in the school year and you could do it as more as an in- informative session, informative week to talk about the benefits of your specific school and Catholic schools as a whole. And then for Catholic Schools Week, um, you know, it's been been around for the past 45 or so years. So, you know, people are are used to that week. Um, you know, it's definitely, you know, gets traction um, throughout the United States and utilizing the tools that are, that are available for that week as well. Um, and just being a part of the conversation, I, I think is helpful. So, you know, I would encourage folks to participate in both weeks if they're able. If not, you know, pick one or the other. Great. Thanks, Jen. So uh, with the remaining time we have here in the hour, I'd like to switch our focus a little bit towards philanthropy. You know, I've, I've heard that there is a day of giving um, at the national level. Can either one of you uh, describe what that is all about? Sure. I, I would be happy to do that. Um, so the National Day Giving is sponsored by NCEA and also by FACTS. And the specific date of that is it's January 28th through the 29th. And this is going to be the third annual Day of Giving um, titled Many Gifts, One Nation, a Day of Giving to Catholic Schools. Um, to participate, all you have to do is fill out an opt-in form. Um, for access and facts will help you create your own customized giving page. And it's just a great opportunity for advancement or development folks, marketing or your business office um, to be sure they have immediate access um, to these school pages. Yeah, I was looking at the statistics from last year and the day of giving was, you know, wildly successful. Uh, more than a million dollars was raised. Um, there were more than 6,000 total gifts, and I believe that came from uh, a total of 427 schools from 113 dioceses throughout the United States. So, you know, being a part of this and being a part of that conversation for day giving, there's a lot of free resources 
um, that are available. The hashtag that's being used for that is hashtag many gifts, CAF, C-A-T-H, Ed. Um, so you can customize your appeal for day giving with photos and logos and content. Um, you can also manually add cash and check donations to that to be reflected in the National Day Giving so that these statistics are accurate for the following year. Um, but it also provides the opportunity to gather donor profile information, and I think that's critical, and, and you guys would agree with that. Um, but just the opportunity to encourage people to give um, and to be a part of this, um, you know, many gifts, one nation, a day of giving to Catholic schools, um, and really to see that continue to increase with more schools participating for more dioceses and, um, you know, raise that, that bottom line from a million dollars um, on into the future. Terrific. Thank you, Jen. Um, you know, more so uh, also, you know, more specifically for our schools that are listening and, and, and even our dioceses, um, any thoughts on how a development director or, to, or a school administrator should be considering engaging their constituents, their donors or, around Catholic Schools Week? Any thoughts? Well, one is just to kind of follow up on, on Jen's great description of the day of giving. It, it's a it's a great opportunity for schools to not have to do a heavy lift um, and really take advantage of the resource that's being provided there in the, in the day of giving. In particular, if we have schools, you know, uh, who are with us today that, you know, you don't have, uh, if you're an elementary school, you probably don't have a development director or an advancement director who's managing fundraising at the school. So it's a great way um, to, to kind of jump into uh, really the, the, the beginnings of an annual fund for a school, which... I think the three of us would probably all advocate is, uh, you know, from a philanthropic direction, we should all be moving in that direction, sure. relationship raising rather than transactional fundraising. But engaging in that, I think, is is a is an easy piece of the pie. And remembering that that even Catholic Schools Week is just part, much like in marketing, Catholic Schools Week is just part of. If you have an overall development program. It should be part of the, you know, what goes on during Catholic Schools Week is really, you know, part and parcel of what you've done prior to that. You know, uh, if you do have an annual fund program, you know, um, how did your lead gift program get off the ground back in September? Did you do a fall mailing? Did you do a holiday mailing? Are you doing a, a catch up mailing with you know, folks who gave last year or some year that live on side month mail? So how does it fit within the overall fabric of the development at the school? Um, but how can we engage the constituents? You use the platforms that we have to tell them what's going on. Uh, never lose sight of uh, whether it's we're, we're trying to cultivate a potential family for the school or we're trying to cultivate a donor. It's about outcomes. And so are we good at reporting back what philanthropy has done for the school? Uh, you know, how effective do we communicate that gifts given last year helped us do this this year, or gifts given so far this year have helped us do this. Always making a tangible relationship between the investment that somebody made and the outcome of that investment. Catholic Schools Week is a good opportunity to kind of summarize what's going on so far in the course of a year, and that could lead to more giving down the line. Great points, Nick. I'll just just piggybacking off a little bit of what you've, you've described there, I, I think, um, you know, my own, uh, when I was on the board of my own kids' elementary school, uh, we kicked off our lead gift event in the fall. 
And then uh, it was around Catholic Schools Week, actually shortly afterwards, which we did kind of the general phase, if you will. Maybe it wasn't the most ideal timeline, but it was effective in that people already were thinking about Catholic schools. We just come off of, it was top of mind uh, in in their minds over the last week of of a Catholic schools week. So uh, I actually, I was the one who gave the kind of the inaugural address and went out and spoke at all the masses and just said, you know, yes, this is a treasure we have here in our parish. And uh, we invite you to to participate, to support it, you know, and, and to make sure that Catholic education is alive here in our community. Um, you know, some of the other ways I've seen schools do it is, uh, you know, you look at, at your board, if you have a board or if you have significant donors who are that you're, you know, top of mind uh, that could come and, and describe, you know, their their journey or if they're an alum who can talk about the great benefit that their their alma mater has been for them uh, to talk at Catholic Schools Week. Oftentimes we invite um, a current family to talk at the masses at Catholic Schools Sunday, but how about an alum, you know, who's been on a journey who where your school played a pivotal role uh, in their life. And so uh, there is an opportunity for, you know, personal testimonies or, um, you know, kind of a shining example. I remember, you know, before when my wife and I were thinking about uh, a Catholic education for our kids, which elementary school we're going to send them to. I remember attending an event where I saw a young man from Villanova who uh, was a double major in chemistry and biology. He was a phenomenal superstar. But I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I would love for my kid to be that kid <laughs> in, uh, in 15, 18 years. Um, you know, just uh, he had talked about the foundation he received as a, as a graduate of Catholic school and the great things that he was doing today. And it wasn't him bragging as much about himself as it was thanking his school for the great education that they received. So I think it's a great opportunity for, to, to uh, allow our donors to tell their story and be the advocates that they want to be for us and put them in the position to be those advocates for us. So. I think that's the uh, one of the great by- byproducts of engaging your alums and, and your donors and your friends. Here's just a couple minutes left here, and I have a couple of questions that have come in from the audience. And uh, so I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. How can you use Catholic Schools Week and as, as an example of year-round marketing to set your school or diocese up for success in terms of creating a solid development plan? Anybody? Sure. I'll, I'll take that one. Um you know, first I would look at developing, um, for your development plan, look at your marketing and development structure. And I would start by gathering research and input, you know, looking at your end goals and what, what do you want to happen. Um, once you've determined your goals, then kind of developing your message and identifying what you want that to be. Um, and then coming up with your strategy and your tactics. Uh, we do a lot with creating objectives and making sure they're smart. So, you know, specific and measurable, they're time sensitive. And then last, evaluating your progress. So did it work and did it not work? If it didn't, how can you modify it for the future? So coming up with different ways, you know, for your development plan to be really solid and, and using a template, um, such as that or, you know, the RPIE structure, research planning, implementation, and evaluation um, to come up with a good plan, I think is ideal. Wonderful. And what advice would you give to a principal to help create a culture of philanthropy during Catholic Schools Week throughout and throughout the year? Anybody? We don't, we don't necessarily overlook, but we forget to do it enough, and that's say thank you. Oh, you know, great point. Remembering that the, the, the road to the next gift is often how well we thank the donor for the gift that just came. Being grateful, 
that, that culture of gratefulness, I think, uh, is important. Say thank you. Create that culture uh, where that thank you is connected directly to because you did this, we were able to do this. So that that might be at the at the heart, a simple start, Jim. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we've got just a couple minutes left here in the hour, and I just want to thank you both uh, for being on our program today. I just We have a couple of uh, questions that came in during the course of our conversation. Let's see if we can get to them. Um, first of all, I mentioned earlier in the program that we would we do have some uh, sample marketing calendars and samples, and we would be happy to, uh, to send those out to anybody who's interested. Um, we did get a question here. Do you know of any dioceses succeeding in areas with free charter school programs? And what are they doing uh, to win? So charter schools obviously are uh, can be a big challenge for Catholic schools. Um, and uh, I'll just you know, one of the things that I have seen schools do is just talk about their legacy. And uh, many charter schools are new on the block, uh, and that our Catholic schools have a long history of providing a quality ethic, academic uh, education and uh, quality academic uh, programs to our to our families. And so I think strengthening that legacy. Uh, and that programming, we're not going to win on 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 a cost uh, when you're dealing with free. That's true for public, and I think that's true for for charter schools. But we have to we have to win on the quality, I believe, of our Catholic schools, and um, and I think that's where we need that's that's the realm in which we need to play. Do either of you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I I would oh, I would agree with that, and I would also say to talk about um, you know the the Catholic identity that our schools provide and you know, teaching morality and, you know, teaching kids to be the best versions of themselves. So really kind of at a young age, um, making sure that we're instilling in them the values that they're going to need for the rest of their lives in community service and philanthropy, thinking of others, um, you know, those traits and those qualities that, you know, we want our kids to have um, as adults. Um, I agree with you about the legacy as well. Um, and then, you know, not only the Catholic identity part, but also the value added. So um, making sure that the community knows how much your Catholic school has to offer. Jim, I'll just say one thing. In Philadelphia, we said we were equipping saints for life in this world and the next. And so it is about making better people. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, so last question, what are, and we've talked a lot about a number of different kinds of events, but what are some of the innovative events or best practices that you have seen be successful? And this person wasn't specific, whether it was around philanthropy or around marketing, um, but uh, to either of you or to both of you, what, what any any, uh, any that we haven't talked about today that you want to talk about or, or highlight? Um, sure. As it pertains to, you know, things to do during Catholic Schools Week, I think that, you know, being able to be involved with policymakers in your area, innovative events, inviting some of your government officials to your campus, um, having an open house just for them. We also used to do a pastor and principal visit where we invited area principals. You know, I worked at a high school. We invited area principals um, to the school as well as pastors, not just Catholic priests, but um, other pastors and then business leaders. So, you know, having a day where they had tours of the school, we fed them, um, and we educated them about, you know, everything that our Catholic education had to offer. So I think that's a little bit of a creative, um, perhaps innovative event where, you know, it's an, it's an opportunity for you to sell your school and to educate 
um, the community that you may not, you know, reach otherwise without, you know, planning for it ahead of time. And Jim, we, uh, I've seen a couple of schools in, in my past who invited realtors during this week. Nice. And, and engage realtors in, you know, showing them the school, uh, because obviously they're often the first people that talk to a prospective family moving into the area. Wonderful. Um, and I'll just chime in kind of with a closing thought. You know, I think, um, and maybe this, this comment kind of goes across the board for everything we've talked about today. I would say, uh, don't undercut yourself. Um, shoot for the stars. Um, quick little story when, uh, at, at our parish school, uh, the one I, I served on the board at, we, um, you know, we, we didn't think of ourselves as a gala school in the past, uh, the kind of school that could raise money through a, a formal dinner or dinner dance. You know, we were maybe a little bit more of a beef and beer school. Um, and that's the way it had been for many years. Uh, we decided that we were going to throw a formal gala and uh, we were going to charge you know, $75 a plate. We were going to have an auction just like a lot of the other schools did. You know, we got a little pushback at first. Is that the is that the right plan for us? Are we that kind of school? Do we think we could achieve those kinds of numbers? Do we think people will buy the tickets and actually come, I think was the bottom line. Uh, and we were very successful with that. And that gala is probably going to its seventh or eighth year now. Um, and has now become kind of a mainstay for the budget and raises, I don't know, I think over twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 a year, which for an elementary school, we were pretty proud of. Um, an elementary school with just 300 kids uh, in not a, you know, it's not a super, it's a great area, but um, it's not the rich part of town, if you if you know what I mean. And it uh, serves a middle-class community that is uh, working hard. And, and it became the opportunity of the year for us to celebrate who we were as a school, the impact we made in the community, uh, and dress up a little bit and celebrate our success. So I guess my, my closing thought would be just, you know, don't underestimate yourself, don't underestimate your community and, and shoot for the stars. Jen and Nick, let me throw a bo- bo- over to both of you. Any, any closing thoughts for our conversation today? Um, I just want to thank you so much for having us on. Uh, you know, I think this is an important topic, um, you know, marketing, enrollment, and philanthropy for our Catholic schools. I'm looking forward to Catholic Schools Week this year and, and seeing the great things um, that our schools will be doing. Um, you know, I think being strategic in your planning, uh, being well-organized, uh, being a resource and support for those that need it most is is key and valuable. And, and I hope that some of the things that we said today um, will help those that are listening. And for me, many thanks for being with you today. Um, and we should always remember we're doing we're doing good work and we have to we have to make sure that um, this Catholic education thing keeps going because it's so important to so many people. Nick, Jen, thank you so much for being on our webinar today, for all your prep and everything that went into getting ready for the day. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, you're both wonderful professionals doing uh, incredible work for, for God and for the church. So thank you so much to both of you. And uh, for all of our listeners, everybody who have participated, thank you so much. We will send you all a copy of this webinar. Um, and uh, and we were happy, again, to answer any questions that you have or offer any samples that we have available. And um, Jen, Nick, real quick, you want to tell folks where they can get in touch with you if they have any questions for you specifically? Sure. My email address here in the Diocese of Palm Beach is um, the first initial of my name, J, followed by my last name, Tree Fellner, T-R-E-F-E-L-N-E-R, at org. That's diocese, P for Palm, B for Beach.org. I'm happy to answer any questions if you send me an email. Great. And uh, I'm Nick Regina. My email here at Melbourne Central Catholic High School is Regina, R-E-G-I-N-A-N, at melbourne cc 
org. Thanks again, folks. Uh, thanks for coming. We appreciate all your support. We encourage you to listen to Advancing Our Church, our podcast delivered every Monday on uh, iTunes uh, and Stitcher and wherever you download your favorite podcast. So again, thank you to our panelists and thanks to you all. And good luck uh, and God's blessings during this Catholic Schools Week. Thank you. I want to thank Nick and Jen for being on our show this week. For more information, and if you'd like to download the full webinar or PowerPoint, just visit our show notes, and I'll leave Nick and Jen's contact info there as well. Well, that's our show this week. Many thanks to the Changing Our World podcast team and the Pottery Studios for their support of our show. If you'd like more information about our show, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World, a fundraising and social impact consulting firm which has been advising both nonprofits and corporations for the past 20 years. For more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com. Well, that's it for me, everybody. Have a terrific week. Take care and God bless.